You, you don't you don't need to watch me fight my battles. I don't want you learning my moves. That was a good one. <laughs> so stupid. All Welcome back to the League of Logic podcast, the place where you can learn how to think. If you want to learn more about what we're doing, check out our website, leagueoflogic.com. We also have an app that's available on the App Store and in Google Play. In the app and the website, you will find study tools that will talk about some of the topics we go over here in this podcast. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and review. That would help us a lot in getting the word out. So buckle up and get ready for a much-needed conversation about truth. Before we started, Brian claims that he has the moves, and I think that's what we should talk about. Let's hear about him, Brian. The moves. <laughs> we yes. want to hear about the moves, dude. The moves. Well, I'm just saying that you don't need to watch me fight my spiritual battles. Oh, okay. Because you don't need to learn my moves. <laughs> right. Michael would be jealous. <laughs> I feel like I just snotted all in my microphone. <laughs> That's why we color coat the microphone so we don't worry about everybody else's snot. I need to go blues my, blow my nose. <laughs> blues my nose. Stop bullying me. <laughs> it's been a rough day. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Let's start over. <laughs> Did you see how bright the moon was on the way over here? I did see that. I know it was a beautiful sunrise this morning, though. It looked like cotton candy in the sky. Did y'all notice that? I did not. I was in the warehouse before the sunrise. Man, it was beautiful. (laughs) Now, that's awesome there. (laughs) Pepsi Cola, notepad, toilet paper. And a pistol. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's looking for the clouds to part i hope you didn't edit that don't edit that out <laughs> i can't help it that's the way dad used to blow his nose so that's the way i blow mine okay you blame a lot of stuff on the way your dad raised you but i think it's really just it's the way you raised me <laughs> oh my dad had a uh really loud nose blowing and uh my older brother copied it and learned how to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tonight's message was uh it was good. I told him I said you did you did great for the for what it was, man. It was mm-hmm. a, that's a tough message. That's a lot to cram in. Try to cram in in 45 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing yeah. that it sort of coincided with what we were going to talk about tonight. Yeah, so we were in for those listening, we were in Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through 7. And I don't have it pulled up in front of me. How we're supposed to be subjected to our government. They are put in place by God. I have it pulled up. Let every soul be subject unto its higher powers. There is no power but of God. The powers that are ordained of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinances of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Mm. You know, I've always heard of people that are like, I just want to take sections out of the Bible. And I've always been like, you know what? I've never actually wanted to do that. I like the Bible. Until? Until tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, uh, it. yes, Christians are supposed to be subject to their, the powers that be. And yes, if you rebel against a government or an authority, 
you basically are bringing damnation to yourself. But there is also the side that they, he mentioned in Acts right to start with. I was glad he opened with that. And that is when it comes contrary to a biblical standard or a biblical belief, we are to obey God above man. Mm-hmm. Acts 5, 29. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I'm going to read this stuff off just to get to get started. Since we're talking about the Bible and laws, this our country as a whole and our Constitution was founded by Christians. The percentage of professing Christians in America in 1776 was around 99.8%. Mm-hmm. In addition, the Founding Fathers cited the Bible in their speeches more than any other book. The University of Houston performed a 10-year study researching 15,000 documents from America's founders. They found that 34% of their quotations came from the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's how far away we've gotten. So tonight when we're, we're listening to what Paul had to say, he really was going back to the book of Deuteronomy because that's where God set up or told Moses how to set up the nation of Israel. And we've done the same thing. Our founding fathers went to the book of <clears throat> Deuteronomy to do the same thing, to write the Constitution. If you, so, that, that does make the third verse in Romans 13 make more sense than for, because it says, for rulers are not a terror of good works, but to evil. You know, one of the gentlemen there tonight was asking the questions, wasn't Nero being a terror to good works? But it was from a perspective of who in who then is the one defining good works? Because if I'm a thief, a good work is I got away with a bank robbery. And if I'm not a thief, if I'm the police officer, the good work is I caught the bank robber. And so if we're basing what Paul is saying here on Scripture and Deuteronomy, the law, and the way those rulers were supposed to be set up following God's law, then those rulers would not be a terror unto good works because those good work would match God's good works. Or you can look at it like this. We may not, it doesn't matter what political view you have. You're going to have a president in the United States that you don't like, and you're going to go through ones that you do like. Right. It just so happens that in Paul's time in, in the first century in Rome, it was Nero. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't like our current president, well, it just so happens that this time you're under that president. It doesn't change the book of Deuteronomy. It doesn't mm-hmm. change God's commandments. You get what I'm saying? Right. So really, Nero has nothing to do with it. He's basing everything on the Bible, not on what was happening at that time in Rome. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. The way God had intended for the governments to be set up. Exactly. Andrew's like, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it right now. I have not studied. I'm I'm not a good American. Let's just say that. I have not studied into our Constitution, you know, so. Well, you're probably, like, with the majority, though. Yeah, that's not a good thing, though. Well, you didn't say it was good or bad. I'm just saying it. But I I like the fact, and this is going to sound weird. This is a podcast here. I think we got a great blend, right? Mm -hmm. So you got, like, old men, young young codgers. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you call them. I don't know. So, like, David and I, we've been, when I was 20 years old, 30 years old, do you think I knew it? I ain't care. Didn't care at all. Not a bit. And so, you're like, man, I should know. Whatever, dude. We're watching you guys follow, like, where we were when we were in our 20s and 30s. And I'm like, this is awesome. And so, you got that blend. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, listening to some feedback that we get from this the podcast, they, they like it. They like to hear perspectives from you guys. They like to hear ours, and then they like to see us teaching each other this small generation gap. So does that mean we should just, like, not study too much and just <laughs> hold back it. a little bit? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no you got to teach us something. No, I'm already in that pool. That pool is already occupied. Occupied, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. the mediocre one, I guess. I don't watch the news. I don't have Facebook. I've probably... Flip phone. Yeah, I've got a flip phone. <laughs> roll of toilet paper. A roll of toilet paper beside me. I haven't gone through the Constitution, so the pool is already full of not knowing things. And then someone told me that uh, they were glad we had Brian for a couple of reasons. One, he's the voice. Mm-hmm. We all sound weird, but Brian has a podcasting <laughs> voice. And uh, and then he's also the one that always brings us back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
So here we go. We digress again. Mm-hmm. We're talking about mm-hmm. the dynamics of our podcast. So look, I did uh, just a little bit of uh, extra research just into um, I wanted to see from a secular viewpoint what people said about the founding document. It's really easy for me to look at it and, and know for certainty that it came from biblically based. And so I looked up, um, I wanted to hear people's input on why it did not come from the Bible. And one of the guys that was um, was quoting, he was making fun of another Christian who had said the Constitution was from the Bible. He had said that there was a lot of direct quotes from Scripture. But he was being like the fact checkers we have on social media now, and instead of using the word of, he used the, and he's like, and it's nowhere near a direct quote, right? And And the more I read of those, the more I found that they have nothing at all that even comes remotely close to disproving that the Constitution was written based on the Scripture. Can I burn that up real quick? Yeah. Will you all bear with me just to listen to this? <clears throat> Here's a couple of examples. What am I hearing? <laughs> Fisher Adams spoke about the colonists when they first, first uh-huh. come to America. And when they were teaching their children in the schoolhouses, one of their textbooks was the Bible. Okay, along with English and everything else. Here's this quote. Why should not the Bible regain the place it once held as a school book? Its morals are pure. Its examples captivating and noble. The reverence for the sacred book that is thus early impressed lasts long. And probably, if not impressed in infancy, never takes firm hold of the mind. So he's saying there that they need to teach it to infants. I agree with the very beginning. Here's another one from John Adams. Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book and every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts there exhibited. What a utopia, what a paradise this would be. I have examined all, and the result is that the Bible is the best book in the world. It contains more of my little philosophy than all the libraries I've seen. John Quincy Adams, I'm not going to read all these, but he says not to be ignorant of the Bible. Daniel Webster, he says that the Bible teaches man, teaches him civil liberty, teaches him dignity, equality, and how to treat your fellow man. James Madison, this is important. He said, we have stacked the whole future of American civilization, not upon the power of government, but upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves according to the Ten Commandments of God. Mm-hmm. Now, how can you say the Bible, uh, the Constitution thought based on the Bible? He just said it all right there. He just said it all. I read a bunch of letters from the founding fathers and the authors of the documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, as they are writing back and forth to each other, going through the thought process and the preparation to be able to come together with a final document. Some letters they were sending to their families because they were spending so much time in meetings and trying to get everything together. One of John Adams, uh, one that he wrote too, was uh, says the the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. Exactly. I will. He said, "I will avow that I I then believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and the attributes of God." I was listening to um, Hillsdale College has. Uh, lectures on this they do on the constitution i was listening to that one of the questions he asked early in in the early introduction why do we need a constitution it's a great question because we are moral beings where do morals come from i think we've talked about this (laughs) It, it circles right back around to uh there's a moral lawgiver. We know who that is. And uh, he's talked about in the Bible, which happens to be a reliable collection of historical documents. And loop goes on. There was another one that was in this uh, article that I read, and I want to put a bunch of links like this too in the show notes um, on the podcast and on uh, YouTube. So all these links and stuff you got, Hillsdale College, uh, there's one that's uh, National Constitution um, the Center for Constitutional Studies, National Center for Constitutional Studies. That website's phenomenal. But uh, it says here, um, they're writing it pretty much, you know, up to date. The U.S. Supreme Court today is de- uh, is decidedly liberal 
and has an anti-Christian basis, but that's not how it originated. This would have been unthinkable, as in the statement from the court in 1892, which says this. This came from the Supreme Court. Our laws uh, and our institutions must necessarily be based upon the embodied the teachings of the Redeemer of mankind. It is impossible that it should be otherwise. And in this sense, and to this existent, our civilization and our institutions are emphatically Christian. No doubt. And believe it or not, unless you were a Christian, you couldn't be in Congress Mm -hmm. in the early years. You had to be a Christian. There's something else when you were saying that about the judicial system. John Adams, he took the functions of government from the Old Testament, actually from Isaiah 33. And Isaiah 33, 22, for the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king. He will save us. And from that, you have judge, which is a judicial branch. That's our Supreme Court. Lawgiver is the legislative branch, which is U.S. Congress. And king is the executive branch, which is the president of the United States. That is the purpose of the Supreme Court. All right, check this out. This is just a... People don't talk like this anymore. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object object, invices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. That's a fancy word, too. Does anybody know what we're talking about yet? It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and prove new guards for the future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. I, I highlighted that portion, actually. It's kind of Read it funny, again. Funny the that I, Let funny the voice that read it. From which part? <laughs> the whole thing. Well, might as well. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, <clears throat> pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute depositism, which I looked that up, which is tyranny. Mm -hmm. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. What does that mean by duty? When good men fail to act, evil will prevail. We're talking about our Second Amendment. The Massachusetts signer of the Declaration of Independence, such as Samuel Adams, John Hancock, John Adams, and Elbridge Gerry, saw the right to bear arms as our best defense against tyranny, as evidenced by our victory at Lexington and Concord. They'd been there, done that already. The the coolest thing about the way the Constitution was written, if we're just talking about an in you know an in general a broad overview of how it was written, and the reason that it was written the way it was. It's because we understood what it was to be ruled by a government. And that was not the purpose of our government. Our government was set up totally different than what anyone had ever tried before. By the way, when the first colonies first got here, do you know what they tried first? Socialism. Look that up. They don't teach you that stuff, but they tried it. And guess what? It didn't work. So you know what they did? They tried capitalism where you got rewarded for what you worked for. Guess what happened? It worked. Motivation. People worked, and we began to build the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. But then we suffered this whole, we were still under this tyranny of, an, of a ruler, and they decided that they couldn't take it anymore. They were being oppressed in all sorts of different ways. You, you can look that up too. But as a broad overview, the reason the Constitution was written the way it was written was so that that would not be able to happen again. It was a government that was set up, we the people, set up by the people, for the people, made up of the people. So really, no one, no one particular person was in control. There wasn't a king, so to speak. Now, we have a president, but the president actually works for the people, which was a whole new concept. Kings don't work for people. The people work for the kings. And this is the mindset that we have to sort of get get around 
the reason these things were built into the Constitution, the, such as the First Amendment, where we do have the right to be able to go to our government and complain, is really what it pulls down to. We, we Look, we don't like this. We, the people, don't like it. We want to change it. The reason we have things like the Second Amendment that says when they don't listen to what the people want, that we have another way to basically remove them and put somebody else in the office was so that we didn't end up with a tyrannical type government that had a rule over the people again, and it can remain of the people for the people. That was the, that was the idea behind it. Where else did you see anything like that where the leader of a group was actually a servant? Exactly. Children of Israel. Yeah. Jesus (laughs) Christ of the church. He is absolutely our leader. We, I am under submission to him, but he serves me way more than I serve him. Does that make sense? He uh, does for yeah. me way more than I do for him. So this is the model that they had. It is, this is, it is the very reason why the country has been such a blessed country. It is why we are still the greatest country on earth, because we were founded. We set up our system to operate based on God's word, and those leaders believe God. Look at all the other countries in the world that came after, you know, the great divides, you know, after the floods and everything, and people went their different ways, and they did not base their own scripture. There's not another place like in America. Exactly. Yep. There's not another place that's been that blessed. In fact, there's a lot of places that are bad off because they don't have God. Got a lot of notes over there, man. What you got? I like it. Well, the most recent thing that I'm writing down is why does socialism not work? I had this conversation with a man whenever I was doing electrical work. And when it boiled down to it, our whole conversation was like 20 minutes long. Um, But it ultimately came down to he believed that man was not inherently evil at his core, that man did not have a sin nature. He said, He believed that man was inherently good, and that is why socialism works. And I said, man is inherently evil, and that's why socialism does not work. So then you just ask, can you give me an example of when it did? Yeah. (laughs) There were several times where that question was asked, and they would immediately point to um it's not well yeah it would be universal health care in canada is that is it universal health care or they do have universal health care in canada yeah so everyone always points to health care in canada but i think that mostly stems from misinformation because it doesn't work in canada that's why you have people in canada that come to america to get treated for illnesses and wounds because it's not working in canada but there's an information gap, which is caused by the media, where people don't know that it doesn't work. That's because they're trying to push socialism. But our conversation was all about, when we had it, was about socialism. And he believed that the reason it worked was because people were good. And I told him that you can read about utopias in literature, but that's the only place that a utopia exists. Yeah, socialism is just uh, the foundation of socialism is Marxism. Socialism is just a step to communism. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's a transition. It's part of the transition from capitalism to communism. See your wheels turning, man. What you got? Yeah, he's got yeah, something. This makes me think about this this new thing I learned about. It's called the uh, it's called the Iron Triangle. Mm. <laughs> I like that thing. <laughs> the Iron Triangle is real. Doesn't blow your mind? It's so easy to see now, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to learn about the Iron Triangle, listen to the last episode. It's, it's explained yeah. very well. Absolute truth. It has nothing to do with Nazis. It doesn't. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. So then, as as we, I mean, it, we could go on for days and days about different references to a biblical base for the we have a creator that is actually named in there right we're endowed with these certain inalienable rights by our creator um declaration of independence 
Constitution, all of these things, it's, it's in there. And so when did it start to change? I guess a better like, question, why did it start to change? It's uh, the difference between conservative and liberalism. Liberals are progressive. The way they've used the Constitution is different from conservatives. Conservatives believe that the Constitution is, is as written. So society should conform or follow the laws of the Constitution. But liberal progressives believe that society dictates what the Constitution says and that the Constitution should be based upon society. So when man started falling away from God, which this country, we, we see how many people, 99% of those that founded the country were Christians, and as we get away from God's word, we get get away from the Lord, well, that's what you're going to have with, with liberalism. It's going to turn more to man, mm-hmm. you know, to the social norms or the desires of man, the lust of man. Charles Darwin popularized the theory of evolution, but the theory of evolution was around long before dating back to like the Greeks and the Romans. Why is a theory like evolution, which is moronic to me, why does it exist? And I think it exists because it offers a way out of God exists. Because if you come down to the question of God exists and you make that statement in your heart, then you have to do what he says. You have to repent because you've angered God, you know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And so evolution is a way that they can get away from that. And I think that also follows along the same lines of the Constitution of when did it all start going wrong I have written down, um, why not have the Bible in school? Because it would show that a parent is wrong. You know, if you're teaching evolution and Bibles in school, and then this child realizes, well, the parent's wrong, nobody wants to be wrong, mm-hmm. which is obvious as of tonight's message. You know, everybody was kind of like, I don't like this. It's very uncomfortable to be Very wrong. uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Let's move and on. Let's the Bible also calls us to change. It does. And so how can a parent avoid all of that, which is going to be very inconvenient and cause them to change at the end of it? Just ignore God in the first place. Ignore them and start removing biblical concepts out of everything. Everything. Well, you got to realize that John Adams said it very clearly. The Constitution was, quote, made for a moral and religious people. Here's Thomas Jefferson right after the Declaration of Independence. I mean, right after they wrote it. God who gave us life gave us liberty. And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their own firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are of the gift of God? They are uh, that they are not to be violated but with his wrath, only God can violate those rights. That's important. That's an important thought mm-hmm. right there. Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever, that a revolution of the wheels of fortune, a change of situation is among possible events that it may become probable by the supernatural influence. The almighty God has no attributes which can uh, take side with us in that event. I think that goes back to to actually to the lesson tonight when we're in this whole when is when does a Christian stand? And I don't know if he even considered civil obedience. That's just a, such a it's got such a bad name these days. When does a Christian stand, and when does a Christian just comply? And I think it has to come back to good conscience. It's one of those things where you have to be part of the reason that Robin has such a bad attitude about the way the country's going right now. And the reason I can't handle it like a Christian should, just like we learned tonight, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. because I have a complaint and all these other things. But part of that reason is because my relationship is not always perfect with God. Probably never is perfect. And until I can get tuned in with him, how then am I expected to have the perfect conscious where I can find that line where, Oh, this is where Christians stand. And this is where Christians just, well, we don't let that slow us down. I was literally writing that down as you started saying that. Oh, sorry. How do you how do you tune your conscience? 
How do you tune? That's it. It is the. It goes back to the the mind, the emotion, and the will, which makes up our soul. And then we have a spirit, which is a lamp. And if our oil in the lamp is low, our light is dim. Therefore, we run our lives based on our mind, our emotion, and our will. Our spirit not in tune with God's spirit to reveal the most light on our mind, our emotion, and our will. It is hard for our mind, our emotion, and our will to line up with God's mind, his motion, and his will. And so we run on our own. And we know what our own is like because our heart is deceitfully wicked. And so we have bad attitudes and we make bad jokes. We complain and we murmur. We say, I dare you to try to make me do something I don't want to do. Which is where I live most of my life when it comes to the government <laughs> stuff. Right? When we when we look at the Constitution, we sit here and we may argue this is constitutional, this is not constitutional, and this law and that law. We forget it's a spiritual war. It is, absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, we kind of lose sight of that completely. These uh, folks I think that wrote it were fighting that spiritual battle. Uh-huh. They just and they just wrote a document to back up the battle where they were going to stand. And it was his word. So what do you think about that, Andrew? I don't know. My mind's blank. <laughs> but I've got a different note, and I can shift it. All right, shift. Segway. Speaking of Pepsi-Cola. Yeah, speaking of Pepsi-Cola. So one thing that our pastor says that reminds me that is super encouraging to me, but then it's also kind of a smack in the face. I don't know how that's encouraging. But he always says God sets kings up, and he sets them down. You know, God has Joe Biden in the presidency for a reason. Whether we like it or not, but Mm -hmm. do we deserve the blessings that we have from America right now? Any of us? Have we done anything that's worthy of all this? Mm -hmm. But we still complain about it Mm -hmm. because some things are a little bit inconvenient. Yep. When we get to our abortion topic, you'll understand why we're facing the wrath of God, which is very minuscule right now for what it could be. Yeah. Because of Joe Biden and this administration. Mm-hmm. True. So always pray for your leaders, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Speaking of complaining and, you know, the way it is and wishing it wasn't. It, we talk about, you know, the Declaration of Independence starts out, we, you know, we are endued with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And we've talked about this a couple weeks ago, the difference between rights and privileges. Um, Rights are given to us by God. Privileges are what we are allowed to do. Like you mentioned, we have roads. We are the uh, state governments take care of the roads and put them there that we can, we have the privilege to drive around wherever we want to. That's not, that's not a, um, inalienable right right they give that's you a, a driver's license that's a privilege to be able to have a driver's license mm-hmm. and uh i think sometimes we can get confused on what that is and and think it well i have it's my right to have this or that mm-hmm. we're privileged privileged to live in such a blessed country we need to remember that when we get in our complaining ways and a mm-hmm. fall in that trap and i think there's a difference we talked about this this evening in the service as well as where where do you draw the line of complaining versus petitioning, I guess. Or exposing uh, a lie. Exposing a lie, yep. saying the truth. I mean, we are told uh, to speak up the truth, you know, speak boldly the truth. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that about that in... You know how we we come before God. He says to come before Him boldly, uh, with and make our petitions known to Him. Um, but it doesn't say to complain to Him. So where's the, where's the line? What line are you asking about, though? I mean, how, in, how does, in a, how does a sense, a, see even the Constitution allows us to do the same thing? Yeah, and we forget that we complain or we get mad about. You know, the government's doing this and the government's doing that. And do we have to follow the law if it's contrary to God's will? We don't. It's like the preacher says, Jesus never went out and protested, Mm -hmm. you know. But the Constitution does allow us to petition those who represent us in the same way. I think it has a lot to do with attitude. It's got everything to do with attitude. With the way 
not only the way we conduct ourselves in what we're saying, but also what are our intents behind what we're petitioning or complaining about, you know? That's kind of what I'm saying. Petitioning is legal. We have a legal mm-hmm. right to, and it's not that it's, it, it's not a sin to do that. Right. You know, it's not against uh, God's will for us to petition. In fact, it's probably how he wants us to do it, you know, in a, in a Christian manner. So I think we, a lot of times we, we, we're the ones that says, what about this? We actually dictate the lines instead. There are examples of this through scripture too, by the way. And and it was mentioned tonight a little bit, but you have Nehemiah who was working Mm -hmm. for a king and Nehemiah prayed first. And then he approached the king and asked permission to return home to rebuild the walls. And whether you could say whether it was because his prayer that God influenced the king's heart, which I think it does mention that, or he went about it the right way. He didn't run a picket line or things like that. And the king said, okay, well, what do you need? I mean, he, he asked, I would like for you to pay for it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And he did. Now, whenever he went to do it, you had other areas in the government lower down than the hierarchy that gave him permission came and tell him to stop go back to the hierarchy and say they, they're trying to avoid paying your taxes. They're trying to make a stronghold. They're trying to just do all these things. But he petitioned it, and he did what he was given permission to do. Now, when the lower form came, he didn't stop the second time. He stood around with a sword in one hand and a hammer in the other or something like that, right? And they kept building until they finished fending off the people that were trying to make them stop doing what God wanted them to do, that they had gotten permission from the hierarchs to do. So it's there. We ha- There is an order of what we can do it. I think it's nice that it was written. Now, th- these guys that wrote the Constitution, just think about it, man. These weren't dummies. It took geniuses to come up with this setup. It took people that were willing to sit around and think and talk through and discuss to come up with a plan. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But they knew it wouldn't be perfect because we're imperfect. And so they wrote it so that it could be molded and changed as time went on, not to get out of it what you want to as a power or an authority, but keeping the control with the people and taking out the imperfections. Mm -hmm. For instance, slavery. That was brought it, it slavery was in the constitution. It got amended out. But as far as I know, they have not amended out the first amendment, which was the right to free speech, freedom of assembly, religion. And I don't think they've taken out the second one yet. Have they? Not yet. Right to bear arms, well-organized militia. One of the things we're dancing around is separation between the church and the state, which they, they understood. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's, the government can't come in and dictate who our pastors are or who our preachers are. And in, in the same respect, the church can't go in and dictate who's the president, you know? So there, there's supposed to be some union there where you influence or at least debate things between one another. And that goes back again to what you were talking about last week, you know, are we supposed to sit around and keep our mouth shut or not? Not necessarily. That's not the way that our founders set it up, you know, and, Petitions one way that, that that was set up. We can't go to our leaders as a Christians and say, this is what, what's biblical. This is in the Constitution. If there's something they're doing that we don't like, and it's really it's our responsibility and obligation as Christians to do that. We're to, to defend the Word of God, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I, th- I think we just – it's a lot to, to try to think about at one time. There's so many different arms to this whole constitution thing and, and the word of God and so many different directions. It's hard to, to see it all in one picture. And that's a lot of that happened tonight in church. You know, we get, we get focused on one thing and we get aggravated about it and we're going to do this or we're going to do that, you know, or whatever. We don't look at it as a whole, but I think Christ was one of the best ones. We look to him, uh, the way he handled things. If we could be more like him, you know, we do a better job. I by no means am well studied on constitution history and founding history and, and everything that it means. 
But what I'm picking up so far, it seems like those that did make the Constitution, those that founded our country the way it is, had a genuine concern for the country as a whole and for the people in it. it by the people, for the people. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely a well-being type thing. Yep. They wanted to be able to worship the way they wanted to worship, which just so happened to be the one true God of the Bible. Right. They wanted to be able to work and make a living to support their family, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. They realized that all of those things came, that happiness particular came whenever you served the one true God and you followed his basis. They understood that. And then like the, the first we, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, not a more perfect division, mm-hmm. they wanted everybody here to get along Love thy neighbor as thyself, right? And so, um, wherefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And and what you see from that point in our history until current times today is that we have a government that is very determined to divide a nation, mm-hmm. not to make it a perfect union. It is very much a divided your side, my side. I don't. It doesn't even matter right now who's right or who's wrong, but it is a ta- constant division. That was never what God intended. That's never what the people who wrote the Constitution and founded the country in the first place intended. They wanted a more perfect union of everyone to be together. We we know this because we're in a body of believers at a church. There is a power and a strength that comes from unity. There is a weakness that comes when there's division. And and that may be the point. And we're back to the spiritual war again. Back to the spiritual war. That may be the point. Hmm. What was the purpose of establishing that perfect union? To establish justice, Liberty. endure domestic tranquility, promote the general welfare, provide the common defense, secure the blessings of liberty in ourselves and our uh, austerity. I mean, it's it was all good intention. It is the equivalent to love thy neighbor as thyself. We want everyone to be successful. We want everyone to be happy. We want everyone to be unified. And we're all going to do that based on God's word, which is the one place that everyone in the world could be unified. Boy, we're back to the At podcast. The foot of the cross. We're back to the podcast on more relativism. Yep. And if you haven't listened to that, you should. This is true. One thing I've noticed is that it only ever seems to be an attack on God. It does. It is. It's that spiritual warfare is what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not an attack on on um Allah. You know. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or other religions. You know, false gods. Yeah. It's only an attack on God. Yeah, I'm going to bring up a hot one on that. Might as well. If we look at it, if we understand that, that the founders were Christians, what does that say about people who use a right to religion to worship, to assimilate God? with, with the uh, Muslims but if or Islam? God. I mean, is that unconstitutional? I've thought about that. I read some. I read some. Uh, some thoughts on that too this week, just in preparation. The secularists who do not believe that the Constitution was written based on the Bible, they make the argument that the reason that there is no direct mention of you know Yahweh or God or Jehovah written into the Constitution is because the founding fathers wanted people to be able to worship whatever God they chose. But it doesn't sound like that. If you research, that's not, but if you're, if you're thinking logically about this whole process then, and they wanted everybody to be able to worship whatever religion, why is so much of the rest of it that is there to protect that right to worship based on God's word and not anything else? I think there's a right to it because God gave us free will. So you can't you can't take free will out. Well, you could say that about any sin. 
Right. You can, we, if you want to talk about God giving us the right to life and liberty, there are liberties that we can do. God is a perfect gentleman, as you you know. Pastor always says he's a perfect. He will allow you to, if you decide that you want to, you know, be a drunkard or a, a thief, or if you want to live in a same sex marriage. God's going to let you do that, and and you you have the right to make that choice because you have been given by God free will. And so there are those that will argue that the reason it was written in there as a religious freedom was to allow them to worship whoever they want to. And I guess there is a basis to that. There is a, some form of that. But I think that their intentions were that people would come to know the God of the Bible. I believe that. I think the question I was asking, though, is you have elements of Sharia law. And if they were enacted in the United States, an assimilation with those types of things, would that be unconstitutional? It's a real law. Yeah, there's some. I mean, not law. that not as a whole. I'm just saying if you assimilate with it, mm-hmm. you know, it's happening in, in parts of the United States right now, and it's being they allow it to happen in some of the cities. So would that be unconstitutional? Here you go. I'm a, we just read Romans tonight, right? <laughs> and I've been waiting for this. You see what I'm going with this, don't you? you see what's happening here next? No. All right. So we read the <laughs> Romans 13 passage. So if you go to the end of the book of Romans, Romans 16, it's the final instructions and greeting that Paul is going to write. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly and by good words and fair speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under his feet shortly. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Hmm. Now, <laughs> I just got the woo, you know, going on right then. We're giving all this stuff, and I, and I know we got stuck on it tonight, because it's a tough lesson to be able to – it's conviction. Let's just be honest. It's what it is. It's conviction that mm-hmm. comes to every one of us where we say, well, we've sat around here for weeks now, and we've made fun of the president. We've talked trash about all the people that don't believe it. So maybe we need to you know, tone it down. I don't know what we need to do. But I do know this. My motive is not to hurt anyone's feelings. Is yours? No. Is yours? Mm-mm. What about you? I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. In fact, the whole idea that we had in this podcast as a legal logic, was it to make people feel stupid? No. Mm-mm. Was it to belittle anyone? Mm-mm. No. It was absolutely, I beseech you, brethren, to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which they have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies, and by go- and good words and fair speech, they deceive the hearts of the simple. These are the people that aren't thinking. This is the whole point of what we're doing here in this podcast, I hope. If it's not, let's stop right now, right? Right, for a wake-up call. Just just stop. Because the point is, the whole reason that we did the, the, the logic class, the reason we've taken so much time to go through these principles of philosophy and the law of non-contradictions and moral relativism, it is not in any way whatsoever to belittle anyone or make them feel dumb. It is to open up the minds of the simple, open up the minds of the ones who are being blinded by the God of this world. It is to point out those which are causing division because it's contrary to the doctrine, because they're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own wills, their own bellies. If that doesn't talking about what our government is doing right now, I don't know what is. Therein lies the point. Okay. And if we lose sight of that, then not only have we missed this last final instruction and greeting that he's writing here, but we did miss chapter 13 verses one through seven that we went through tonight. We just need to quit. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So even this is what makes it difficult. And I'll go back to that word conscious for conscious sake. My conscience could not allow me to sit around and be quiet any longer. And I don't think that was a Robin driven conscious because Robin has not been very in my whole life, I have I have cared about a very few set of people. And all that changed a couple of years ago. 
and I started becoming more and more concerned about everyone who could not see truth, right? That is what drives me now. I can't stand to watch people miss the truth because either they don't care or they don't know how to think. And so it's changed everything. So for conscience sake, if I have to use current events and the, and the way government is going to open people's eyes to there is a one way to get into heaven, there is a one absolute truth that we can all depend on, then that's what I want to do. I agree 100%. For the simple. I think that'd make a great t-shirt. For the simple. For the simple. Speaking of t-shirts, we have a merch store. <laughs> How do you get there? All you got to do is go to www.thelegalogic.com and there is a button at the top that says store. Which right now, okay, let's just be honest. We are very primitive, obviously, <laughs> right? We're just getting started. This is why we need a store, <laughs> all right? But it is a bonfire. By the way, bonfire is, a, is an actually a great platform if you want to start these merch stores. It's free. And if you want to uh, try it out, let us know. We can send you a promo code to save you money, help us get something going. And uh, But anyway, go check it out. We're trying our best to get more and more stuff on there, but it's um pretty sweet. It's just in time for Christmas. Hey, I didn't even think about that. Just in time for Christmas. Anyway, went from soapbox to marketing. Who's next? We go back to this in the small groups. We've we've talked about this on previous episodes. What is your why? Um, we were reading in James the other day. I'm about, to, I'm about to pull it up. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. We want to be sincere genuine as we're talking in this podcast i mean we really want people to be able to think and understand the truth not to push an agenda but to be able to understand the truth understand the truth yep and and we do that through different ways where we give out information for people so they can go and look it up themselves verify it see if they can track along the same lines if they believe the same thing that we see in it we use humor because we do make jokes, right? Because we are a bunch of doofuses sometimes. <laughs> so please don't take Most the jokes as being, I mean, sometimes I say some things that can be kind of contra- you know, controversial, I suppose. But not as bad as Andrew. <laughs> I'll and, say it. I'll say it as it is. <laughs> Andrew's the worst. <laughs> tolerance has torn it all down. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> say no to tolerance. We should make a shirt that says say no to tolerance. Ooh, I like it. Wow. I'll write that down. <laughs> Did say, say no to tolerance. Accept it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. I'll work on that one this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're writing that down. You yeah. got on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I misspelled tolerance. Though, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't know the difference anyway. <laughs> I, it took me six times while I go this bill constitution right when I was trying to type it. I just kept getting this red line. Why can't you spell constitution? Dude, there was one time I got stuck on the word of. I could UV. not. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I've done that, man. I was like, I know this is wrong, but I don't know how to fix it. When I was when I was making the, the platform for the merch store, I wrote official League of Logic merch. And I looked at that word official, and I thought, that ain't that ain't right. But there was no red line under it. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> so I changed it, and the red line came up. I was like, I had it right the first time? To this day, right now, I look at that word official on the website, and I think, I spelled that wrong. <laughs> but it's not. Is it like? Well, I don't think it is, anyway. <laughs> is it like? O F I S H. It's got two Fs. Uh, two O-F-F. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Official. You got it right. Yeah. But it doesn't look right. It should be like O-F-I-S-H. <laughs> I hate words like that. <laughs> Tonight, we're trying to put a wor- a song, a verse in the song. And immediately, I get corrected. <laughs> to what? What are you talking about? Because I was typing in, Brian said, I want to add a verse to this song. I was like, okay, no problem. Pull up a little editor, add a verse, change it to this. 
He says it out loud. I begin to type. I had I had no more than finished hitting the last letter, and this little voice over my shoulder says, "You need to put of right there." <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Brian? Was that why there was the word judgment in the song? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> did you notice that, Brian? <laughs> I did. After I sung through the part, I was like, what is that doing there? Yeah. Everybody was like, judgment. Why is where, judgment where, in this song? Yeah, where did judgment yeah. come from? Yeah, I noticed that after oh, I sung the normal verse. What was it? Um, Rock of Ages. The last verse of Rock of Ages. Right? Oh, I got it on the computer. I can pull it up and read it to you. It's pretty, pretty easy to find now. <laughs> When I draw this fleeting breath when my eyes may close in death. While I draw this fleeting breath when my eyes shall close in death, when I rise the world unknown and behold thee on thy judgment throne. (laughs) (laughs) That that shouldn't be there. I didn't add that. That came from the song select. I didn't add that. Song select has it wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Brian just went straight through it and everybody else was like, Wait a minute. There's no like that even was, way that, to say judgment. In that was song. me singing for memorization and not looking at the words. Oh. I know we had a couple of verses there. We were like, <laughs> oh, there's a slide. <laughs> yeah, when you're like, uh, while I draw all this fleeting. <laughs> yeah, and three quarters through, oh, yeah. everybody got smart. We just sit there in silence, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the slide to change. Yeah. I fixed it. I took judgment out and I capitalized the word thy because I think that's talking about Jesus and it should be capitalized. Am I not right? Sure. You're the guy with the computer. (laughs) I I think so. Make it so. Uh, Well, let me ask you something. When you're you're copying verses of the Bible, do you go ahead and capitalize? I do that all the time where it's not in the Bible. I feel bad if I don't. Capitalize word by yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I change it. It's just like you know. It's yeah. just like I can't do that. I got to capitalize it. I've noticed that with the ESV, that King James version capitalizes a whole lot more than the ESV does. And I find myself if I'm copying down ESV, then I'm capitalizing it anyway. <laughs> Speaking of capitalization, this is a real segue. I'm going to actually talk about capitalization in the Declaration of Independence. In the verse that you highlighted, why are some of those words capitalized? To denote emphasis. Emphasis, yeah, it could be. Objective. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're important. Well, I didn't know why. I still I don't, don't know why. I, I don't know. And I've lost my copy of it, so I don't know where it's at. Yeah, so it's got the first one, the ob- object. And desp- despotism. And, well, government. And then we got new guards. Guards is capitalized. In colonies, well, I guess that should be capitalized. I have no idea. It's, it's weird. I was just wondering. Well, anyhow, I think on the constitutional stuff, if you want to know more about the Constitution, read your Bible. Read your Bible. We will put some references and notes on the website and in the app. And underneath this podcast, we'll give you some links of places where you can go and learn more about it. Hillsdale College is a great. If you just want a basic history on the Constitution, Hillsdale College free, man. You can't beat the price. Free. And it's in video form, so you don't even really have to read. That's nice. I like it. I don't know how to read. They do a great job. Very considerate. And we could always petition our, our uh, schools to start teaching it again in a Christian manner. I doubt that ever happened. Yeah, we can try. We could try. Mott Robinson's on it. Like old Mark, man. I do too, man. He's a good dude. I hope he runs for governor. Yeah. They tried to get him this past year to go Senate. They knew he would win. No, we he, need him here in North Carolina. That's what he said. He said, I made a commitment for the school people. I'm going to finish this out first. That's a government of the people for the people. Yes, it is. How it was intended. And I hope that what happens over time, I hope that we have some influence on it through the podcast. But even if we don't, I don't care. As long as it happens is that we get more and more of these people with a good, firm foundation like Mark Robinson based on he believes God of who he is, who he says he is. I hope they work their way into our government little by little to try to bring it back to where it's supposed to be before it's too late. Because I don't think it's too late. I think one of the biggest things we can do is not get out there and bust windows and and, and do all yeah. that crazy stuff. Yeah. Witnessing is one of the greatest things you can do. 
If you lead people to the Lord, let the Lord change their minds and their hearts, and mm-hmm. then you're going to start changing the world. That's what we need. This is true. Mm-hmm. Teach people to choose the good and forsake the evil. That's Teach right. them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. That wasn't a bad podcast, was it? Something key right there. So, if you guys got any questions or anything you want us uh, to discuss again about the Constitution or any of the other topics we've got going on, please feel free to jot over to the website there. Do you jot over to it? Is that how you do it? Go to the website. It's more like a hop, skip, and a jump. Hop, skip, and a jump away. Contact us. Send us what you want us to talk about, man, because we're going to start to get into specifics. Also, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. That would help us out a lot. Yeah, share the podcast, man. We need to get it out there. Tell somebody about it. And merch. Merch on the store. Later. funny is uh when he edits this and puts the video version up and the video is scooted over from the music and i'm sitting here nodding out of beat with <laughs> it's off <laughs> <coughs> boy you're gonna have fun edit <laughs>